You are listening to Water Flying, a show dedicated to all things seaplanes. Brought to you by the Seaplane Pilots Association. My name is Steve McCoy. I'm the executive director of the Seaplane Pilots Association, which is the world's largest nonprofit advocacy organization dedicated to the protection and promotion of the water flying community. Climb aboard! We're about to start today's episode. Welcome to episode 15 of the Water Flying Podcast. And this is our going to this is going to be our final episode of 2020. Goodbye. Goodbye, 2020. We won't miss you. Oh, we won't. So COVID, elections, everything that we've all been going through in 2020. I think we're all ready to say goodbye. We're all ready for a much brighter 2021 we are we're really looking forward to 2021 what the seaplane pilots association has to bring to you guys and we really want to take a moment to thank the listeners of this podcast you guys are just the support and the feedback that we've gotten keep keep bringing it to us please we want that feedback we want to know what you like what you don't like any suggestions because keep in mind we work for for you you. So, and, and we mean that. I mean, the whole reason the Seaplane Pilots Association exists is to protect and promote the water flying community and to ensure its health. But we also want to make it fun and entertaining and exciting. And so, again, I really appreciate the feedback that we're getting. Um, I'm getting feedback just in normal communications from our members, uh, checking in or dealing with an issue, we'll get all these little notes. By the way, we're listening to the podcast. We love it. And uh, thank you, Dave Wellman, who's a lifetime member who called me up to renew his Captain Society membership. And he started the whole note with loving the podcast. So uh, good, bad, or indifferent, though, let us know how you feel and let us know how we can shape the show to serve you. We love the positive feedback. It's great for our vanity. (laughs) But really, that's not why we're doing this. We want that feedback. We want to know what you guys want to hear and continue bringing us that information. You can email us at spa at seaplanes.org. Absolutely. You can find me at abby at seaplanes.org. That's A-B-B-I-E. Not the wrong way. Okay. This is the right way to spell Abby. And Steve, Steve at seaplanes.org. You can contact us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come to us and tell us what you like, what you didn't like, and what we can do for you. Absolutely. So we wanted to take some time with this being our 15th episode and the last episode of 2020. We wanted to take some time. Yay! (laughs) Quiet woo in the background. (laughs) 15 episodes. In 90 days. So uh, thank you, Abby, for helping making that possible. It's been a pleasure, Steve. I've had a lot of fun. Yeah. Even though you fun. have the better microphone. <laughs> We're working on that. I know you sound better. Santa Claus. <laughs> 2021 budget. <laughs> so we have, we've had some staff changes. We've had some headquarter changes. Myself being an obvious yes. staff member yes. change. <laughs> so I came on in September. And so I didn't get to see the headquarters move. No, you haven't even, I don't think you even were in the old headquarters. So, um, you know, we started out the year was kind of interesting. We started off with our normal kind of run up to preparing for the year, which in January and February, we get geared up for a year of activities and traveling and trade shows and events and went to our first event at the Northwest Aviation Trade Show in Puyallup, Washington, 
and the Grounded Hogs Dinner with the WSPA out there at the Museum of Flight and came home and immediately got into uh, the lockdown and the restructuring that all of us were facing at every aspect of our life thanks to COVID. So, you know, it was time for me to, to really gather the, the troops and we gathered our staff and our volunteers and said, look, this is probably going to be a, a really abnormal year and we're going to have to do everything we can to take advantage and make lemonade out of rotten lemons because I, I was anticipating uh, massive effects of COVID and, um, and it worked out okay. So in the middle of COVID, literally in the lockdown, we moved the headquarters from the Sun and Fun Grounds, which had been our home and our hosts since around 2006, so you know quite a while. And we've got this property here at Winter Haven Airport where we hope to build a new seaplane base and an education center and a resource center for you, the, the pilots. And there was office space available, and we said, let's take advantage of this time and move the headquarters, which we did. Uh, it didn't cost the association a penny because the staff volunteered all their time to do the move. And I'd like to thank especially Anne and Peter for literally stepping up and making it happen with me. So just so everyone knows, this was the move and everything was before I came on. Yes. So the fact that my name isn't mentioned is not because I was not willing to help. I didn't, I didn't exist as an employee of the Seaplane Pilots Association. So I came to the SBA while they were based at Winter Haven FBO. And I never really meant to work here. This is kind no, of, she came sort in of one fell day. into it. I just appeared one day. <laughs> she came in one day and she was an instructor over Browns. And she's still an instructor at Brown Seaplane Base. And, but I set my claws into her. <laughs> I, I, I just I fell in love with the mission. What, what they're doing here and the opportunity that I think I have to make a change here is something I'm really excited about. And I'm excited to meet the members in coming years and just continue working with you guys. So Yeah, and she's really come on gangbusters. I'm, I'm so thankful. I mean, that was one of the, the shining moments of 2020 for me was you coming here and, and coming on the team and joining us. This and is really nice. <laughs> I didn't expect to have a really nice moment for this. So it's, it's just really my pleasure, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Yes, and, and she's doing a lot behind the scenes. Uh, she's coordinating uh, a lot of the email blasts that we send out, and she's also working with the flight schools and the flight instructors, and we've got a lot planned for 2021, which Abby's going to be coordinating and in charge of. The entire year? The entire year. Oh, that is that is daunting. <laughs> I don't know. She's also going to be traveling with us uh, to the trade shows, if we, in fact, can do trade shows. So uh, you'll get to meet her on the road, I'm sure. Uh, but Anne, uh, so, you know, I, I have to go back, though. When we moved the headquarters, people don't realize, you know, that meant moving uh, 45 years worth of filing cabinets and archived, uh, you know, everything that we've archived for 45 years and and everything else that goes along with it. So we didn't hire a moving company. Uh, it was all volunteers. We, we did it all ourselves. Wow. And wow. Uh, I'm really proud of the crew again. Uh, also, Anne, who is our office manager, Anne Gaines, uh, celebrated her 19th uh, anniversary with SPA in October. And she's been here longer than you have. She has been. She's been here through three executive directors. Uh, but Anne and I started working with the association together in 2003, two years after she came to the association. 
Uh, Mike Volk was the executive director, Mike, what I am now, of the association back then. And uh, we were, my company was advertising in the magazine and they had lost their advertising representative. And I reached out to Mike and I was like, I'm your guy. I got to be a part of this. So Anne uh, and Mark Twombly, the editor of the magazine, and I have all been working together in one way or the other since 2003, which again, I think shows, you know, just a huge credit to the association as far as the longevity of the employees and the knowledge base that we've gained within the office of the community by all working together for so long. Oh, yeah. And Anne being the front person. I mean, if you call the Seaplant Pilots Association, you're going to get Anne on the phone. If yeah. you have any problem, she's probably going to be the one to help you. Yeah. So give it, her a huge congratulations on 19 years, and we just we couldn't do it without her. Yeah, she's she really runs the office side of the business, and and it takes a lot of stress off of me knowing that a lot of the day to day operations, you know, it's it's just you know uh, an oversight issue for me because she has it under control, which allows me to focus on advocacy, on developing our interactions with the state you know, local, state, and federal agencies, doing our safety programs, doing all the other things we do, that's made possible because you have an anchor like Ann in the office that handles those day-to-day critical operations. She's really just a force of nature. And so another employee that we really want to take a moment to recognize is Mark Rassi. He has done some amazing work for the Seaplane Pilots Association, certainly before I came on board in September but well, yeah, and he's going to love the fact that he's being considered an employee because he's going to be asking me for a paycheck when he listens to this. <laughs> uh, so Mark is is our volunteer of the year in 2020. So because he... He deserves it. He My does. goodness. He has really taken off his gloves and, and just stepped up to bat. Um, in July, we had, we identified we had a problem that our water landing directory updates were not getting updated as quickly as they needed to for the members and what we wanted to do. So Mark is also the chairman of the AirVenture Seaplane Base, and he's been very active with us. He's one of our field directors, lifetime member, blah, blah, blah. And I was explaining our situation to Mark, and he said, I can work on that with you, and let's take a look at it. So he took over the water landing directory updates uh, he's done several hundred. We're publishing those in Waterflying Magazine every issue so you, the readers, and the members can see all the work that he's doing and be aware of it. Uh, but also he's trying to do all of those updates within like 72 hours, which is a massive job. And if you want to learn more about that, you need to listen to Where Seaplanes Can Land podcast. That Episode we 5, where we uh, talk absolutely. more about Mark Grassi and his experience in seaplanes. He's not a full-time seaplane pilot his side gig is like airlines i guess airlines, yeah. so that's his, that's his other job his, day job. his real his day job that's right just a real force of nature we really we're, appreciate we're his Mark. midnight job so he gets to spend his midnight evenings working on the water landing directory for us he called me the other day because we were talking about um like a, a water landing directory update and he was in cleveland like, what do you have to do in Cleveland? Well, I'm working. I'm working for the Seaplane Pilots Association. I'm sitting here working in my hotel room. Just a real force of nature. Just he, everything he does, the volunteer work and everything. Yeah, he is. And we've got some more stuff that we're going to talk about later in the program that he's working on with us. We just had a meeting today, so we'll talk about that a little bit further in the show. But if you haven't listened to episode five, uh, you really 
if you have an interest of where seaplanes can land and what the what kind of a tool the water landing directory app is and how much is going into it again listen to episode five uh, of the water landing uh, podcast directory because or the water flying podcast directory because it'll really give you insight to some of the work that's going on behind the scenes here uh, but we also have been expanding into Canada in 2020. We've always had membership and represented Canada, but we're refocusing our efforts because with them sharing a border with us and having the second largest population of seaplane pilots, it only makes... It made sense. It made sense. Yeah, I think we're... So we're looking at how do we facilitate uh, easier border crossing uh, instructions to our members and, and to make that happen easier, but also how do we kind of mirror our advocacy efforts? So we're opening up and maintaining and applying the same things that we're learning in the invasive species world and in the safety world to the Canadian water flying community. And keep in mind the seaplane pilots association, it's not just the United States No, where it's the promotion and protection of water flying worldwide. I mean, we've got schools that we, what is it, Cuomo in Italy? Cuomo in Italy. You guys have such a good relationship over there. So keep in mind that we are not landlocked in any way. We are trying to help all you guys worldwide. I know that we are, we have listeners in quite a few countries right now. Yeah, Australia. I mean, I, I love our friends down in Australia. We've got a great relationship with the Australian Seaplane Pilots Association down there. I've gone down there and worked with those guys. And it's always funny because there, I think there is a tendency for people to introduce me or the association as like the United States Seaplane Pilots Association. No, and I'm not. like, oh, we're so much more than that. And to that point, one of the things that we did in 2020 was we got involved in a, a very major effort to save the only seaplane ba- legal seaplane base in the country of Belgium. And unfortunately, we've lost that fight for the moment, uh, but we're going to continue that fight for the future. And we, we spent a lot of time and energy trying to protect you know, what we considered was a vital opportunity we have one, you know, we had one legal seaplane uh, base in Belgium, and we wanted to protect it. And we're going to do that fight anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world that we can. And so we've taken our members over to Lake Como. They've got a great operation over there, and we've got people from all over Europe visiting Lake Como and flying at the flying club there. So uh, we are worldwide. And, and in October, we actually became sponsors of Dan Bolton's On the Step podcast. A yes, wildly we did. successful podcast, and he's down in Australia. Yeah, he literally inspired this podcast, actually, because he I appeared on his podcast talking about the Seaplane Pilots Association. And it was funny because he started that podcast, you know, as we're talking about 2020 and the effects of COVID, that podcast was started at the beginning of COVID, and it's become so amazingly popular. And everyone's coming to me saying, oh, you got, have you heard this on the step? This guy, including you, he's like, this guy's going crazy. Everyone's listening to him. He's just fantastic. So again, that's Daniel Bolton. He's known on social media as that Mallard guy. He's flying a Grumman Mallard, which if if you listen to the podcast, just an amazing story about this airplane. It's on the step podcast. And if if Dan's listening, congratulations on the new baby. Yes. We just we're so excited for you here. We're so excited for the relationship that the SPA and Dan, what we're going to create, what in the we're future, doing together, what we're yeah. doing together, yeah, just hope it, to grow it. 
And so I appeared on the show and it made me really think about this format of podcasting. And it had been something that was kind of off my radar screen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after appearing on his podcast and listening to his podcast and, and, you know, so that spurred me to do some research on it. And I was like, holy cow, this is an opportunity we need to take advantage of. And, and we need, especially in a year like COVID, where we're not getting out in front of the members and, and the public, we need to do something to be able to touch our members and get out there on a regular basis because we don't know how long this is going to go on. So uh, thank you, Daniel, for introducing me to the world of podcasting, for being a great uh, partner. We literally have become the sponsor of On The Step uh, with Daniel, and he has exercised his passion by becoming involved and literally joining the board of the Australian Seaplane Pilots Association as well. So again, it's just this small circle and you see these people that are going above and beyond. Here he's creating this podcast. He's flying seaplanes professionally, but he's also getting involved with the Australian Seaplane Pilots Association and with us to make the water flying community better, not only in Australia, but everywhere as well. It's awesome being able to transcend these boundaries and just communicate to you guys worldwide. I think, I think that's one of the things that I'm really excited about with this podcast how many different people we're able to talk to. It is. And and uh, again, we're going to talk about that here in a couple minutes. But, you know, also I think one of the grid milestones that we achieved in 2020 was we are approaching 500 lifetime members, which is like 10% of our entire membership. So 500 people have committed their passion and their commitment to the future of the health of the water flying community for everyone, but also for the Seaplane Pilots Association by becoming lifetime members. And that lifetime membership money really funds the association for perpetuity because that money gets put aside and we are just taking a small amount every year off of it and it's going to provide a lifetime of giving. So thank you. Again, we want to take time to thank you guys at the end of the year, our 500 lifetime members for making the commitment and really being the ones that are the true leaders of the community. Just fantastic. And so going into some Seaplane Pilot Association programs. So I know that I'm sitting 20 feet away from you in the office (laughs) and I hear you on the phone constantly and you have this safety group going on. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so in August, um, we were looking at the seaplane safety statistics. We were looking at what was going on. We've been obviously monitoring the uh, insurance rates and what's going on with the insurance industry. And I said, look, we really need to find a way to do a better job of addressing seaplane pilot safety. We have a tremendous safety record, but I know we can do a lot better. So I reached out to uh, Chuck Whiplinger at Whip Air and then Matt Sigfrinius at Aeroset and said, look, I'd like to start a group of manufacturers with a committee where we can look at what is causing seaplane accidents when they occur, what can be done to prevent those accidents, and then I'd like to unify the entire seaplane industry around the cause of making us even safer. And I'd really like to take a second to point out that these these people are competitors. I mean, they're they manufacturers, are. they're they're selling a product, and the fact that they have unified under the SPA to try to make people safer in their products in all these seaplanes is really just awesome. The fact that we have taken it upon ourselves to try to make the seaplane community a little bit safer. And this is a big deal because, I mean, I'm literally having multiple meetings per week with 
the different players within the group and working with, they've all committed resources such as marketing resources, their expertise. Uh, we're, we're doing data mining to go through the, the accident information and they're all contributing to this. So hats off to Charlie, uh, Chuck Whiplinger at Whip Air, Matt Synchronius at Aeroset, John Gowie at Kenmore Air Harbor and Edo. Uh, we've got Pat McGowan and Levi at PK. We've got uh, Claymar Floats uh, on board. We've got Progressive Aerodyne, Super Petrol, and Icon all working together on increasing seaplane pilot safety. And then we've got a couple of experts like Michael Pearson and Harry Shannon also working on our group with us. And and uh, also Stephen Ratzlaff, who's the president of the Washington Seaplane Pilots Association, and Steve Guder, who's the president of the Minnesota Seaplane Pilots Association. So we've got a lot of people working on this. We're highly focused on coming up with a messaging campaign, which we're going to try to help people be safer. And then we're going to, you'll see a lot more of this in 2021. So hats off to all you guys for working with us. It's nice to have you on board and you're making us more effective. I just think it's amazing you've got all these manufacturers together. That still kind of blows my mind. And stay tuned for future podcast episodes. And we've talked to um, Levi at PK. Yep. And we've talked to Chuck at Whiplinger. So at, those, yeah, are previous, floats, yeah. yes, so those are previous um, podcast episodes. So tune in in the future and or check out our previous episodes. Yeah, absolutely. So, and again, uh, one of the great programs that we instituted in 2020 was this podcast. Thank you, Dan Bolton, for being the inspiration. Uh, we've done 15 now today. Woo. Uh, woo. It's our anniversary. It's our anniversary, our first 90 days. So we actually started this podcast. We published the first episode 90 days ago. We've had over 5,500 listeners tune in. Thank you very much. And again, you are driving the show. So we're trying to give you a good mix of content of in really introducing you to what SPA does, who the players are, and also community leaders and things like that. So really pretty uh, amazing. congratulations and thank you guys for 5,500 listens in the first 90 days. And thank you, Steve. It's been a pleasure doing this with you. It's been kind of fun. Yeah, thank you, Abby. So going into, um, you know, the SPA, the number one threat to seaplane flying, the threat to the future of seaplane flying, and something I hear you constantly in your <laughs> office fighting there, for. There's two subjects. Uh, one is safety, and the other is invasive species. So uh, we've been, uh, 2020 was a great year for us to work with our partners. We do a lot of work up in Alaska uh, with a committee up there. And also, we've been working with uh, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife out of Washington, D.C., but we have been participating in a group called the uh, Aquatic Nuisance Species Task Force, and we've been very instrumental in helping them shape the agenda and with partners such as Aeroset and Whip Air as well, I have to say. We've been working on creating some new studies to really determine what is the actual threat of the spread of invasive species? How much do seaplanes um, contribute to that, that threat or risk of transmitting invasive species? But also, what can we do to create the best mitigation practices to make sure that we prevent that spread? So uh, literally, we were on the phone till 4 o'clock last Friday, their very last day of working on the holidays, working out this, this uh, study that SPA will help fund. 
and uh, we're really excited about it. So we've been working the invasive species front incredibly aggressively. And I know one of the most seaplane restricted states in the United States is Colorado. We yes. featured it on podcasts before talking about the fact that we now have two seaplane bases in Colorado, a state that has historically been closed borders. The only state in the union that has not had legalized seaplane flying until we started our efforts in earnest in 2012. And, you know, I well, I, I just want to touch on that for a second. So we talked about having uh, Mark Rassi on the program with the Water Landing Directory app. Uh, we've talked about um, several people and things that we're doing. And now we're talking about Colorado, which we fa- also featured on this podcast. So I just have to point out that what we're doing, the year in review, we've been trying to review that as we go with the podcast. So if you want to tune in and find out what SPA is doing, this podcast is one of the best ways to do it. So uh, we were in meetings today with our lobbyists in Colorado uh, planning our strategy for 2021. Uh, we are continuing to push forward. We are looking for opportunities. We're looking to work with the regulators of the waterways in Colorado. We're committed to being a compatible user group in Colorado, but we also must have fair and equal access to the waterways as the other user groups enjoy in Colorado. So we are, are really committed, but we want the people in Colorado, especially the people coming up with the policies and passing the legislation to know that we're your partners, but we do want fair and equal access in the water there. And this can be a huge shout out to Ray Hawkins yes, in Colorado, our, just our, a just an amazing advocate and what he's what he's accomplished in the Colorado Seaplane Initiative, working hard to make it open borders, fair and equal access. Absolutely. So uh, we also have digitized 245, all of the back issues of Waterflying Magazine in 2020, which will be available. We've been talking about this new website, which is my next, like, I must do uh, item. Uh, we've been working on a new website since March when we shut down, but it is a massive project. And with everything else we've been doing, it hasn't got all of the attention because of our limited resources that we needed, but we have a great new website coming and we have completed digitizing 245, all 245 back issues of Waterflying Magazine. And the members will have full access to this amazing resource library. I've had members that have contacted me and said, there was this article in 2015 that I really wanted and I've sent them you know, copies and everything. A digital just copy. A digital copy. Like, I mean, how convenient is that? How many years back does that span? So Do you we're, know? Uh, actually, we're going back to as many of the original publications to 1972 as we can. Wow. And it really picks up. Uh, we did. We started publishing uh, more stuff from like 1977 forward. It got more regular where it became, started evolving from a newsletter to a magazine. Interesting. Interesting. So uh, really excited about that. And again, people can look at it online or they can actually download and print out the issues, any one of the issues. So I think it's a great resource. I can't wait. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time for the members. I'm so proud of Waterflying Magazine, especially in the last 20 years with Mark Twombly at the helm, what we've done. And um, anyway, we've, again, all I can say is uh, I look forward to bringing it to you guys. So uh, also I'd like to thank Whip Air because we 
in 2020 celebrate or we we continued for the second year our, a lifetime membership program where any individual that buys a set of floats from whip air uh, whip air actually buys them one of our lifetime memberships that's amazing so i that's think really it's fantastic yeah so hats off to you guys at whip air shanti amy the team chuck everyone there uh that's helping making this possible um this program is really good because number one you get a set of floats for your airplane you get a new set of floats but you get a free lifetime membership which means that you're plugged in to the community for life and i think there's a lot of benefit to that and you can always call us at the Seaplane Pilots Association if you want to know more about that lifetime membership program that we have available to you. We can talk you through all the perks that you get. So call us here and we'll walk you through. So Steve, I know that you know we've, we've done some really amazing stuff. It's been my pleasure to come on board in September, but we do have some regrets. So yes, we, we, we haven't do. been able to do everything this year that we've wanted to. No, you know, one of the things that year after year is a regret is – and, and I think you can see this and the staff here sees it and our volunteers that work with us on a regular basis. Um, every year I regret we don't get more done because my expectation of what we need to do for the community and what I want to do for the community is so much more than our physical resources of labor and, and dollars. And um, we're working on that, you know, with, with help of Field directors uh, like Mark Rassi and Tom Hickson and Ray Hawkins, we're we're attracting more volunteers. We're coming up with ways to engage volunteers more. And so, again, it's weird, but, I mean, one of my regrets is literally that we don't get more done. We're getting a lot done. It's amazing what we're getting done, but we're not doing as much as I'd like to do. And that's nothing against the volunteers, the staff. I just want everyone to know that we are – I don't want to get dramatic, but it's it's – it's so much passion. I mean, it's like consumed by passion here. We want to bring you safe, accessible water flying opportunities and to make this fun for you. We want to be spokespeople for you as pilots and as enthusiasts. And just know that we are committed pretty much wholeheartedly to doing that for you. Yeah. And, and so, you know, one of the things I thought was going to be a regret was when Christy Kenyon, who had been an employee here for several years and had been, you know, a face that people had seen at all the events and were used to communicating with. And, and she moved on to a different uh, different time in her life, a, a different, you know, it's, it's a different journey now that she's taken. And I was like, how am I going to replace Christy? I, you know, I've, I've come to depend on her so much. And I was really regretting the prospect of replacing Christy and, and finding that person that had that passion. And again, not to shower you with love or to make this a love fest is me. But (laughs) when you walked in and I saw that spark and I saw that passion and you've exhibited that from day one, you know, that's been uh, the, the, the stress and the pressure and, and just the pure joy of having you come on the team has been, you know, the relief of that stress and pressure of finding that right person. Because I, I'm like, how do I find someone that has the passion that we need on this team? Because it, I don't want it just to be an employee. I want it to be someone that's living and breathing every breath of air, seaplanes and aviation. And you exude that so well. And, and, that is really something that's exceptional. And again, 
I just want everyone to know that that's what our team is composed of. Whether it's Peter that's doing the advertising for the magazine that still volunteers tremendous amount of time that he doesn't get paid for. Mark Twombly volunteers a lot of time. I mean, our staff and team is made up of incredibly passionate people, and I don't mean to blow their horn, but it's at the time of the year where we should be thankful, and the, and everyone really needs to know, you know, how much support I have from you guys. So there you have it. And just know that when I came to the office here at Winter Haven FBO, I was looking for educational material to bring back to my <laughs> students because I, I am constantly trying to improve as a flight instructor and bring people the best information that I can, the best training that I can. And just know that I wouldn't still be here if I didn't see that this organization has a lot to offer to my community, something that I, I treasure and yeah. I want to keep safe. Thank so you. just know that for all the employees here, I feel like I can pretty adequately speak for everyone that we are committed to being there for you. It's not a paycheck. It's not a paycheck. It's a way of life. It's not a paycheck. <laughs> so after that love fest, Steve, what do we have in store for 2021? What are we looking for? Well, how about starting out with 52 new episodes released each Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern time of the Waterflying Podcast. Woo-hoo. And keep in mind that you, the listeners, can continue helping us make episodes, suggest what you would like to hear, any topics, what you liked, what you didn't like, and we'll continue bringing you those episodes. Absolutely. And I am not going to rest because I've been talking about it way too long and it seems like it's taken an eternity. I am not going to rest until we get the new version of the website launched. Uh, It is going to be, I think, a monumental change in in the way that we can bring more value to you guys uh, out there in the community. And I'm so excited about it and I'm so frustrated that it's taking so long to do. So you will have a new website in 2021. It's also going to, it'll become the home of the podcast as well. And there'll be a lot more communication features to allow you to communicate with us uh, about the podcast on the new website. Wonderful. And big changes coming to our field director program. So Mark Grassi is going to be taking over as the lead on that. The chairman, the the national chairman of the field directors. So big thank you to Mark for that. And we look forward to having pretty much a redevelopment of the field director program. Yeah, so if you're a field director, uh, you'll be getting an email uh, around the 4th of January announcing a new program. And if you're a member or just someone in the community, um, we are doing a major restructuring of the field director program. And those are our volunteer advocates in all the individual states. And basically, we're doing this to increase communications with the field directors to to help them be more effective to give them more tools and to create also even more opportunities for them to communicate on a localized state level with the members in their state. Wonderful. And more advocacy. A lot more advocacy. Where we're planning on just continuing that. More safety, more invasive species. The number, both of those, (laughs) like huge, huge parts of what we do here. And so... Just, just looking forward to it. Yeah, and and I want to let Abby know that in 2021, uh, it is now confirmed officially <laughs> that our listeners, our staff, and members have confirmed her future as a permanent team member here at SBA for the uh, future. So uh, we've set our, our hooks into you, and you're not going anywhere. I'm looking forward to the future, Steve. <laughs> I don't plan on going anywhere um, unless... People decide that they're sick of hearing my voice and I get egged off the stage or something. I don't know. (laughs) 
So as the executive director of the Seaplane Pilots Association, I would like to thank all of our members. I would especially like to thank all of our lifetime members. I'd like to thank our board of directors. I would like to thank our donors. And I would like to thank our volunteers. So you all uh, make this possible for the water flying community. You all make it a better community. So uh, thank you all uh, for whatever level of support you give. And thank you guys, the listeners, for tuning in to us as we go through all this stuff. But we want to also wish you the best of holiday seasons. It's past Christmas by the time you're listening to this. But uh, New Year's is right around the corner and an exciting 2021. So uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Move on to 2021. We can't get there fast enough. So thank you guys. We'll see you in 2021. You're the greatest. We appreciate you so much. Take care. We are so glad you joined us today. If you like today's show, I highly encourage you to join the Seaplane Pilots Association and become a member of the largest seaplane community in the world. Members receive Water Flying, the only full-color glossy magazine dedicated to the seaplane community. And it's available in both printed and digital form. Your membership also includes access to the Water Landing Directory app, which has the Seaplane Flight School directory and a calendar of seaplane events not only here in the United States, but around the world. The association hosts regular educational workshops, safety seminars, and gatherings for seaplane pilots and anyone with a passion for seaplanes. So look us up online at seaplanes.org, join our community, and support our mission of protecting and promoting water flying.